this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we launch into the prophet Micah with The Lord is coming, exile is coming, woe to oppressors, do not preach, and rulers denounced. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendorse.org or on your favorite podcast provider.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness, and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. For this nation and for our cities and communities and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have 
and dying, and for all who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit one God now and forever Amen. the epistle is from 1st Corinthians chapter 1 Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to you, to my God, always for you, because of the grace that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory and then he will send out the angels and gathers the elect from the four winds and from the ends of the earth to the ends of the earth and from the fig tree learn its lesson as soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves you know that summer is near so also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. 
Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his own work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the cock crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. I believe from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Whether by the historic gospel of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, or Mark 13's apocalypse today, the church year begins with the end. So the gospel goes out right away. Heaven and earth will pass away, promises the Lord, but my words will not pass away. As we heard throughout the final Sundays of the church here now ended, Jesus says his final advent will be sudden, like a flash of lightning that everyone in the world can see. He says he'll come without warning, like a thief in the night. He'll come at the least likely of hours, like a bridegroom at midnight. He will come when the world sleeps in complacency, distraction, and unbelief. And so, Jesus' word for these last days is an urgent word. Be on guard, stay awake. While the rest of the world is spiritually asleep to the point of being confessionally comatose, 
Jesus would have you, his beloved baptized, alert and ready, like the doorkeeper of the house who watches for the master to return. The doorkeeper doesn't know when the master will return, so he's always alert, always ready, always watching. The problem is Jesus' call to end times alertness can begin to sound rather meaningless when the master hasn't come back for almost 2,000 years. The ever-present pressure of work and social calendars can easily crowd out the significance of any advent, end of the age, end of all things considerations. And while we may still have a subtle notion that the world will end one day, we also have the false confidence that it's not likely to end today or tomorrow. And that makes us about as foolish as the bridesmaids who thought that a little gospel oil was enough and never expected the groom to show up at the unlikely hour of midnight. We've got time, they thought. And then they didn't. This may also begin to explain the temptation to fixate on foolish figuring for when Christ will return. Part of it, I think, is our almost morbid fascination with the unknown and some lurking sense that things seem to be tumbling to some sort of endpoint. That which we cannot prevent, we at least try to control or pretend to control as we obsessively consume the latest news as if our knowledge and then subsequent whining will be any help. You can see this in the ongoing conversation about so-called euthanasia. Since I cannot prevent my own end, that is death from coming, some will say, at least I can go out to meet death on my own terms. Since death cannot be beaten, I shall at least attempt to defy it by claiming a so-called right to die and giving up my life by choice before it can be taken from me by grace. Another part of this, though, is our desire to domesticate God, to put him in a convenient box the way we do our holiday seasons, maybe to pencil him in on our busy calendars so we think we're ready when he shows up. Our house is swept clean or clean enough, and our lives in order, at least at first glance. And until then, well, repentance can wait until tomorrow. The reality, of course, is God is not a guest on our Christmas dinner list. He's the host, the first and the last, and all is made ready on his gracious terms, according to his perfect timing. The early Christians understood this, believing they would live to see the visible return of Jesus. They lived in that hope and anticipation. They also, it's important to note, went about their lives and business as usual. And when they didn't, like those in Thessalonica, then God sent his servants like Paul to rebuke and exhort them. So Jesus says the master of the house leaves each servant with his work when he goes away. It means we're not given fearfully to abandon our vocations in the nearness of the last day. When Jesus says be on guard and stay awake, he certainly does not call us to worry or anxiety or panic, all that pastime of despair. He doesn't instruct you to start stockpiling rice and ammunition or to move out west and bunker down with gold bars and automatic weapons. Quite the opposite. Neither here in the words of our Lord nor in the epistle with the words of the apostle are you directed back into yourself or toward your own efforts or actions. Rather than looking within, the Lord calls you to listen without. 
When Jesus says, be on guard and stay awake, he calls us to faithfulness. And then he promises that God is faithful as he calls us by the gospel and locates us to live in those guard posts and stations in life that he has created and given. Whether that be father, mother, son, daughter, student, soldier, or friend, or even when that's the occasional privilege to take a trick out of St. Nick's supposed playbook and bring sacks of gold to children, whether they be children in Thailand or Tanzania, so they might be spared from slavery or slaughter. Since we know that the end of the world means the beginning of eternal life, the Lord frees us from the frenzy we see all around us and calls us to think with sober judgment and view this life and world from the perspective of the cross where the end of God's life became the beginning of yours. For some, of course, the reality that Jesus is coming back does bring a sense of dread and panic. The natural reaction of sinful man who fears God's wrath is one of terror and anticipating great destruction. Indeed, all the virgins, both the wise and the foolish, they all fell asleep. And it's true that destruction will come at the end, but that's not the whole truth. When our Lord speaks of the end in today's gospel reading, he uses the sign of the fig tree, not as it's shedding its leaves and going dormant into the dead of winter, but as the sap is rising and the leaves are budding to anticipate the coming of summer. In other words, Jesus turns all the destruction of the end into signs of life. As the church here begins with the end, so is the end of all things, the beginning of life. For while heaven and earth may pass away, Jesus promises, my words will not pass away. Words like I baptize you. Words like I forgive you. Words like take, eat, take, drink. Words like arise. So remember the judgment cuts two ways. One can be judged guilty and sentenced to punishment. One can also be judged innocent, guiltless, and set free. In a very real sense, you have already been judged on Jesus' judgment day. The day he came not to judge, but to be judged. When he took your place on the cross, your sin into his sinless self, embraced your death at his death, and was condemned to the condemnation you deserve. That Good Friday, when God the Son died for the sins of the world, that was the day of the Lord. And that day led to resurrection, to life, to the right hand of God, where there are pleasures forevermore. The Lord pronounces that judgment over you in holy baptism, where you are united with Jesus in his life, his death, his resurrection, his glory. Those holy waters with God's name clothe you with Christ and make of you a new creation. In Christ you are glorified. You are in Christ already in and of the new creation. Waiting for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ must therefore mean looking forward in hope, finally to see and hold and have what you already have by faith and then in your own body, raised and changed for life in the new creation. So stay awake, says the Lord. And more than that, he promises, my words will not pass away. Because you will stay awake by the grace of God given you in Christ Jesus, enriched in him in all speech and knowledge, not lacking any spiritual gift. And as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, he will sustain you to the end, guiltless, in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. For while heaven and earth may pass away in these gray and latter days, the word of the Lord will never pass away. God is faithful. He will do it. In the name of Jesus.
confident of the Lord's final coming, let us lift up our voices in expectation and hope, praying for all those in need. Gracious God, your Son is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Guide us that by your Holy Spirit we may walk in your light, faithfully confessing your truth and casting off the works of darkness. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of all, guard and prosper the leaders of all nations as they seek the common good of their people according to your will and word. Bring healing to the division in our country. Give wisdom to our rulers. Protect and defend those who serve in the armed forces, as well as all those who in their daily work help to keep us safe. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, for the sake of your only begotten Son, hear the prayers of all those who cry to you. According to your good and gracious will, relieve the suffering of those afflicted with illness, sustaining them as they cling to your promise that all things work together for the good of those who love you. Embrace as well with your love those who mourn the death of loved ones. Be their rock and refuge in their time of sorrow and help them to look to you for confidence and strength in their time of need. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord Jesus, you once entered Jerusalem to shouts of Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. As you come to us again this day in your holy body and blood, we also raise our cries of Hosanna. United in the fellowship of this altar with the saints on earth and the saints in heaven, give us hearts trusting in the forgiveness that you give to us through your most holy supper. Lord, in your mercy. hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord.
also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In your boundless mercy you sent your servant John the Baptist to proclaim that in Christ the kingdom of heaven draws near. With thankful hearts we pray, come, Lord Jesus, confident that in his body and blood given us to eat and drink, we receive the forgiveness of sins and so proclaim his death until he comes again in glory. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to will our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.